It's your host, Sensei NK, and I'm here with my guests. Some of y'all might know him as uh, Baby Wolf. Some of y'all might know him as the most handsome man alive. Some of y'all might know him as like the richest on the road to the richest man alive. Julius Caesar energy. Um, if, if you like Marvel, he kind of like Kang the Conqueror type of energy. Yeah. Businessman, bag man, all above, yada, yada, yada. Who am I here with? Uh, ben Barone. You got to come around and introduce me everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's solid. Of course, of course. And the whole time, I did a bad job. I did a bad job. But, yes, yes. How you doing, my boy? I'm doing well, man. Just Let's staying do. out of trouble, you know? Ah, see, that's no fun. That's no fun. Uh, so, mm, 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 mm. what makes you, you... You know, honestly, this this question's tough, man. <laughs> um, as far as like my own experience, I don't know. I just think like there. I think there's traits that like I find in myself that like I I display. Um, but as as far as me, like I feel like there's a there's a whole story, and I don't know if we want to go that deep. Fuck <laughs> well, okay, it, let's go. I, uh, we got time. We got time. I don't go to class. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll start. Way, we'll start way way back. Okay. So I was born super young age um, when I was born. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, <laughs> originally in Indianapolis, then I moved out to Montana. That's where I was raised from like age one. So I don't say I'm from the Midwest because I'm actually more from Montana. Like no one. No Wait, one. Question. Question. Are the p- ex- can you explain the type of people from Montana? Because it's west, but it's not like L.A. west. You ever been to North Dakota? Oh, wow. Yeah, I have <laughs> been to North Dakota. So not as, not as nerdy, a little bit more western and, I think, resilient. That's going to oh, offend okay. some North Dakota people, but, uh, <laughs> you the know. West, okay, western movies, cowboy energy, is that where? Yeah, I would it? say so. I think, I think the biggest thing with Montana is just, like, the crazy thing coming here to Minneapolis is, like, there's just so many people here. Montana, there's, like, a million in the state. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we've got, like, four times that here in the, the metro area. <laughs> <laughs> there's more people at fucking the U of M than the whole state. That's, that's the size of Bozeman, I think, right? The U of M is, like, 50, and I think Bozeman, which is, like, the second biggest one, is, like, 50,000 people. Oh, so. wow. That puts it in perspective. And for Billings, there's about 105,000 people there. That sounds like everybody knows everybody. Unfortunately, yeah. G- growing up in, in high school, like, it was weird because it's like something would happen. I remember, like, I remember I got dumped in high school. I was, like, a sophomore, right? <laughs> and, dude, okay. like, she just finished dumping me, like, right before school, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the car. And then, like, it was, like, everyone Wait, who's, knew. Whose car was it? Uh, it was hers. And so you had to get out the car and walk? <laughs> yeah, get out the car and walk into school, dude. No, but wow. I remember that. I remember that. And I was like, dang. Like, and then it was like I went through my first period. I was just sad, you know, mm-hmm. like 16, 17. And then, like, everyone was like, Bro, I felt just, like everyone just, was like looking at me. Yeah, yeah just pat on your back. Like, oh, you okay, my boy? Okay, you, you'll be like, nice. Who the fuck are there? you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've never seen you before, and there's 300 people in this school, bro. Like, pretty much. So, I don't know. It's, it's nice from a community, community perspective, but it gets a little bit like culty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, I guess. Midsummer yeah. energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Wait, so you didn't really get into it. How are the people kind of different from Minnesota? Are they like more outgoing? Are they like angrier? Do they so, have fire? It's interesting. So, in general, and it's going to seem kind of, uh, kind of like I'm contradicting myself here, but like people in Montana, like, just kind of want to be left alone. Okay. But they're like, if you come within like maybe 15, 20 feet of them, like they'll say hello or they'll say like, hi, like, what, how are you doing? Howdy. You know, that's a classic, right? <laughs> they say howdy. Bro. I, I would always say that myself. I'd always be like, howdy, right? I don't say that now. I don't say it here. People would be like, yo, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's that guy, right? So um, it's, it's interesting because when you walk close to them, they acknowledge you and it's got that kind of small town feel. They're like, hey, how's it going? You mm-hmm, know? And you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm good. How are you? And they're like, good. And that's All kind right. of the extent of it. But that's yeah, that's everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone you go talk to, anyone you walk by, you know. But then like here, it's like people. You look, you make like eye contact with someone, and they're like, uh, they just like look away, and they're like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, bro, like, are you okay, dude? See, so I had to adjust to that. I was like, this big city feel. It's not even crazy big here. It's just like people like make eye contact, and that you you can just tell they're scared. It's bro, like, bro, like awkward relax. as hell, just so awkward. See, 
I always compare. I have a comparison between different states. So New York kind of has the same feel of like they're not talking to you, but the difference between New York and Minnesota, New York, they'll look at you like, bro, get get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Why are you? In comparison with Minnesota, it's like, oh, I mean, oh, uh, hi, I, I guess. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting, kind of the the Minnesota nice. Like my mm-hmm. sister came here before me, and she always talked about it was more like Minnesota passive aggressive. Like you ever find yourself in a conversation with someone from the Midwest, and then suddenly they're like, "Interesting." You're just like you're being judged right now, bro. <laughs> Whatever you just said was not it. Like that that's what I figured out, and I'd find I'd talk around to people at campus, and they'd be like, "Oh, interesting." And you know, just you know like, what you do? You just stop talking because they're all secretly Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you watch before you? I do not know. Ah, wow. I wish I was you. I wish I was you. So, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm just, just hooked. It's a drug, bro. It is a drug problem. Oh, no. But, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't watch that show. I heard, I heard, I've heard too much, man. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Do you watch TV much? Um, I would say more like, more like YouTube. Oh, like, okay. honestly, like, I don't really be watching TV too much. Maybe if I'm with my family. Right, like I'm back home for like Christmas or some mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, see, I feel like so over the past, like I think I'm approaching four months now. I've been watching like I try and go on like uh, information, mm-hmm. like an information binge, kind of mm-hmm. like I try to like every day I try to watch like maybe four hours of content so I can like stimulate my own mind to figure out like new things to talk about. Yeah, new to things connect to things learn, in your mind. Yeah, to yeah. learn yeah. and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And the more I'm realizing. The content on the internet is far better than everywhere else. Like, 100%. YouTubers are more talented and creative than, let's say, like, Netflix or whatever the fuck. thousand <laughs> percent. Just easily more actually entertaining as well. Yeah. Well, think about, like, YouTubers, right? Like, they're like, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's solo them in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple friends, whatever it is. People who naturally, like, joke well together and can come up with creative things. Mm-hmm. You go and look at one of these Netflix shows, and it's, like, ten, like, soy latte drinking people <laughs> in L.A. Like, <laughs> wearing their beanies, like, meeting, okay, like, okay, let's have a stereotypical, like, absolute <laughs> ad. Trying and to figure like, out what black people sound like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, like, you can just, like, tell, like, this is so, like, fabricated, you well, know? And well, I, I'm... I had know, that like, same... Did, did you ever watch All-American? I did, yeah. Bro, I, did. I watched bro. the first season of that. And That's, it just felt... I don't know, dude. I can't, bro. I can't do it, bro. It's not, it looks like a bunch of middle-aged white women went and tried to figure out what ghetto black people act like. That's what it feels like. It's like that like. movie, The Blind Side, but it just keeps repeating. <laughs> Like a different I, bro, loop, and it's just like, it. yeah, like this is my black son. Like he's had a tough time, but then also like he models at Old Navy. And it's like, it's like that's the level of what he's it's like at. A it's super like super athlete, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that meme. I, you probably know what I'm talking about, where it's like that girl who's like me before I was dating him, or like he before I dated him, and then like after, yeah, after. Yeah, oh bro. My it's, God. Like, what? it's like, what's going on here, dude? Oh my God, the commodification of people always blows me. Oh my God. Have you ever like, what was one of the worst times you ever saw someone before and after they dated someone? Have you ever seen like some wild befores and afters? <laughs> um... I got to think. I got to think on that one. We might have to come back to that one. I'm, I'm just trying to do, make the gears <laughs> turn, dude. You know what I'm saying? Well. Because I got friends now in relationships where I'm like, I'm going to be silent. And oh, I'm going to be there for them in three months. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to say shit anything, It's not going to work. But, hey, at least you're happy for now. But, no. Yeah. But, no, one of my homeboys, one of my homeboys, um, he kind of... Uh, do you know when you're, like, dating down and you don't know it? Yeah, but all your homies do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He started slouching. He started walking around with a slouch. It just was not a good idea. Yeah. And I feel like she was just, like, eating away at his confidence. And mm. just everyone could tell. Yeah, bro, that's a, that's a real pandemic right there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I don't know. People, people always need to be striving for a higher level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you think you can reach out of your league, like, go try to reach out side of your league like if you just like meet someone and i never wanted to like think like in my mind have the conscious thought of like yeah this is a good enough level okay you know, i feel like that's like settling because that's you've made that choice but if i never have that concept in my mind of like yeah this is good enough is settling like, like 
is settling objectively bad though? Um, <laughs> I think so. I think I think Why? people consciously like will choose like to settle. Okay, and like, I guess when I was a little kid, I always would look up and I'd see adults, and I just thought like. <laughs> Is that, like, what you wanted to do when you were my age? Did you think about doing insert obscure job? (laughs) You know, like, did you think about that? And it's, like, at what point along, like, your growth and your 30 years or whatever, did your, like, dreams just, like, die? Or you just chose, like, yeah, that's not really really realistic for where I'm at, so I'm just going to give up. Like, I feel like people had those conscious thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they didn't have those conscious thoughts, but, like, they stopped trying. So I feel like... I was talking about this with another episode. One of my one of my homeboys. Um, he started a business, and a thing that we were talking about is people don't realize how much work needs to be put into certain things before they start that certain thing. Mm-hmm. So when they are going down the path, they realize that they don't even. For example, one of my homeboys wanted to go to the NBA. Yeah, he didn't want to go to the NBA. He wanted to have sex with beautiful women, drive beautiful cars, and, and live in a beautiful house. That's Which can be all... done in a much shorter path and a higher statistical chance exactly. than the NBA. Exactly. Just become rich and do something interesting. Exactly. Like, that's, that's pretty much it. Exactly. People need to look at what is, what is the result of doing X, Y, Z, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's the end goal? So, like, my job when we're selling, we always ask people, like, okay, because we're working with a lot of new business owners. We always ask people, okay, like, cool, like. What, what's that target number that you're trying to reach, right? And they're like, okay, 50 grand a month. Well, cool, man. Like, money's great and everything. It'd be awesome to have 50 grand coming in each month. But, like, what's the end goal? Like, money's just money. Like, what is that end goal? And then they describe, you know, what their kind of, like, dream looks like. Sometimes you can find that, like, yo, you can go achieve that dream doing something totally different much quicker. But you just have this idea of, like, I need to be in the NBA or I need to be, like, doing this. Wait, you know? keep speaking on that, speaking on that, speaking on that. How do, like, business owners, when they are, when they are telling you mm-hmm. what they want in the future, where is the disconnect? Um, so it's interesting. A lot of them, it's just, like, self-belief, self-confidence. I think it really comes down to, like, the confidence. So when we're at work, like, our, our programs are anywhere from about 2500 bucks to about... 45 grand right so for someone who's leaving their nine to five and they just started like a marketing company you know something like that the thought of spending ten thousand dollars on something is really really scary to them okay it's like i'm making a move on the chessboard and i may not get this money back or i'm really going all in on all my dream and Mm -hmm. a lot of people like start businesses or start things and they don't quite like finish them they kind of stay in the like I'm an entrepreneur in my bio on Instagram, but they don't really do anything. Did you put up the 100K? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like getting them over that hump of just believing in themselves. Like generally, if someone comes to me and he's pretty ready to go and has a good self-confidence, like it's, it's an easy sale because he's like, yeah, I want to invest in myself. Mm-hmm. But someone who is, um, I don't want to say small-minded, but someone who's just hesitant, like that's like pulling teeth and you're telling you're trying to convince them like, Hey dude, like you got this. Like, do you believe in yourself? And then you kind of come down to it. And some of these people don't believe in themselves and you're just like, dang man, like I wish I could help you like believe in yourself, but you really don't can't, I can't make you, believe I can't you. make you believe <laughs> in you. Like I could give you a hundred grand, but if you don't have the confidence that you're going to do something with a hundred grand, like, I just wasted a hundred grand. So that, that's kind of the thing. And there's other people you see who have like zero money and they're just confident as hell. And then you're just like, talking to them and you're like, okay, I need to make a note and keep track of that person, like, mm-hmm. you know, in two, three months, reach out, see how they're doing. Just because, mm-hmm. like, there's people who make it. <laughs> like, they, they make it, bro. Like, that's the crazy thing. There's something about the, there's, there's a where there's a will, there's a way. And especially with those people that can actually visualize the end goal, because I feel like a lot of people are just, like, working. They're just, like, running. They're just running towards something they cannot see. And mm. I feel like that's why the the path to that thing is so long, because mm. they don't even know what they're looking at eventually. Yeah. So if it's just, you're just continuously running and wasting money and wasting opportunities on the way, because they don't even know where they're trying to head to. Yeah, they have no real end end goal direction. You don't need it like super clear where you're like meditating each morning and like mm. journaling and like all it that. Might all that it might help. It might help if you have it there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I'd always just look and I'd be like, okay, I want kind of complete time freedom. I want to be able to travel whenever. I want to be able to, you know, send my kid to a good school. I don't want to have to worry about money. So like, that kind of narrows it down, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of narrows it down. Like, okay, I need to like focus on trying to get like some money. 
okay, well, I know that having money sooner and investing it will pay off and I'll be richer when I'm 50, you know? So how can I get money ASAP? Well, legally, of course. <laughs> like, there's a lot of ways you could get it instantly, like robbing many banks and stuff like that or trapping. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just kind of reverse engineer it from there. And it just takes a little bit of thought of thinking, okay, I want to go here. Well, what's the step before here? What's the step before that? What's the step before that to my current goal? Okay, well, you know, maybe I should start, you know, talking to people who are in this sector of business that I want to go into. Mm. Or maybe I should, like, just start making an effort. Like, just do anything. <laughs> do like, something, like bro. That, that's not so bed, mean, bro. but I'm, like, just take a step towards it. And, like, mm-hmm. people who are above you and they see that, like, you're trying, especially if you're a college kid, like, especially if you're a college kid, like, they will just give you the keys to the kingdom. Bro, one like, thing, people just need to try and show and apply themselves. One thing that I realized about people, especially, like, alumni, they're like, oh, my God, I just see myself in you, and I just wish somebody would have gave me these yada, yada, yada. So they're not even helping you for real. They're helping past themselves. So <laughs> just fill that role, and I promise you someone will come giving you the bag. Yeah, they got to, like, see. They got to <clears> see themselves in you because like exactly. there's probably kids that you know in your old neighborhood or wherever where, or someone you just meet and you're like dang dude that kid reminds me of me when i was stupid and eight. <laughs> you know, like, like i see that all the time bro like mm. i see some like some kid i went to high school with or just entered high school or somehow i like know them and i'm like dang dude that kid reminds me of me but like smarter in a certain way that i'm like i need to help this kid out you know oh. like, that's where people got to find genius there's kids who are like i work with their 18 i'm like this kid's insane genius and i'm like dude like i gotta learn from you like literally one of my homeboys one of my homeboys one of my youngins uh he just he's this is his freshman year and i see i see that he has like the same bravado and like fire and anger to do shit but he has already the 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 background knowledge of the things that he's trying to do so he actually knows like he knows the background of it of what he's trying to do in his life so now he just needs someone to just, like, push him down that path. Yeah. Uh, and that's, honestly, I feel like that's why, like, I enjoy working with him so much. Even when it's not even things about, like, um, his major or, like, money or any mm-hmm. shit like that. Just, like, hanging out and talking with people like that, it just yeah. helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, by the way, for the people that don't know, what do you do? Oh, man. Uh, tax fraud. Ah. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's always the answer I give people. Um I don't know. Um, the easiest way I can explain it is I own my own company and I do contract out sales. So okay. selling info products, which are basically like courses, education, right? Um, and then different like financial packages, right? So it seems very, when I phrase it like that, it seems <laughs> real like, it seems real like. You snake oil salesman? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, it, see, it seems like uh, I'm really like, yo, man, you just join this and sell this to your friends and then you'll be on the pyramid, you know, below me. Yeah. And then like, but in, in all actuality, like the company I work for does millions. It, it's a very, very reputable company. But um, we help business owners who need financing. Okay. 50 to about 150 grand um, in, in financing and we help them get it at 0% interest. Oh, so okay. It's free money basically, mm-hmm. right? So the way you do that is by getting different business credit cards. Um, there's certain ones depending on your situation. It's part of the conversations I have with people is I'm going over their credit reports, going over in depth on their financial situations. Um, and these credit cards have 0% intro offers. So when you sign up for a credit card, more often than not, they're going to be like, okay, NK, awesome. We're going to give you $10,000 to spend each month, and it's at 0% interest for a year. So then you're looking, you're like, you could spend that $10,000 and not pay anything back to them for a year. So if you're in a business, those business credit card limits are very high. They'll be like 75 grand, 50 grand. So you can stack a couple of those. Suddenly you have 150 grand, and then you have that for a year interest-free. Now, someone who's starting a business or has a current business going they can take that $150 and build their business, put in marketing, like all those types of things, and get a return um, before that year is up. Okay. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we help people do that. There's a couple different packages for people depending on on their credit scores. Um, learned a lot about credit, which is interesting, like repairing credit, those types of things, personal side. Um, and then the other part of the business is there's a crypto hedge fund. So there's about $75 million under management there. Um, so the guy who runs that is honestly insane. Like those people, like 
they'll have like several MacBooks and the MacBooks only ever been used for this one crypto website. And like they turn it off and disconnect it from Wi-Fi like part of the day, like insane, dude. Like why? So, hackers, they're scared of. Ah. Yeah, dude. Like it's it's insane with that stuff. So that's part of it. And there's masterminds, there's meetings around that. Um, and basically there's like coaching around it. So mm. the big thing with crypto is like it's all about who you know. Like there's you go look and you can see wallets and you're like, okay, there's fifty million in there or there's, you know, a billion dollars in there. That's someone out there mm. who maybe heard about Bitcoin in two thousand eleven or something <laughs> crazy something crazy like that, but that's a real person out yeah. there. So if you get around other people who have six, seven, eight figures in crypto, like um, you can definitely get some gains because so many of those people, like that's their only like calling it life yeah, yeah. they're just like they're what just they like, do yeah, i found this tiny like dojalon coin and it's gonna go <laughs> like you know what i'm saying but like those people like something about being obsessed yeah they're just obsessed helps. only in that mm-hmm. so like you can still provide those people value with like networking because a lot of those people can be super lonely especially if they're just kind of like turbo autist of just like you know one thing mm-hmm. um so we kind of create a community for people to collaborate so that's that's what I do usually. Um, wait, 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 wait. So technically, for that aspect of the business, you just the the value you're bringing is I'm bringing all these people together. Yeah. Oh, that's so lit. So that's that's, that's so a key lit. thing. So it's it's something that was mind blowing joining this company. Is like um, the amount that people will pay to be close to someone of influence. So like this guy who has a company, and I don't want to go too in-depth of in like docs or anything like that, but you know, about 600, 700,000 followers on Instagram, uh, Lambo, <laughs> nice place, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And people, you will ask people like, okay, does that sound good um, for wrapping up um, like a deal? And you're like, okay, is this something you would be opposed to moving forward with or something along those lines? And they'll be like, cool, no, like where can I send you the 15 grand? Like, can you take Bitcoin? Do you pay USDC? Do you take like whatever, like... These people will fork over $30,000 to be Inside. near this person for, like, two months. Like, and it's it's crazy, bro. Like, that's that's the thing that really blew my mind is, like, these people want to be around people of influence and people who are very knowledgeable. Because if you look at someone who has, like, a high net worth, the thing they're limited on is time. Like, they have a lot of money, right, and they can use it to leverage, but they don't have a lot of time. That's It's very limited. So they will go and pay huge amounts of money to instantly learn something. They're paying for that knowledge. They're paying mm-hmm. for that information. Um, and so these people will fork over 30 grand like it's nothing just to be around that person. And they get that return. Shit, if I just made 300 million off this 30K, fuck it. <laughs> that about, we have people, we had a guy make 1.5 in his first month. And then we've had people get the 30 grand back in hours. <laughs> <laughs> so See, it's crazy. There's man. one thing I always tell about people. Once you make your first hundred, bro, you'll be you'll be lit. Because the next hundred, it'll be easier than the first hundred. Mm-hmm. And then on and on and on. And then imagine if it's thousands. Yeah. Oh. It's just it's just like there's levels, right? Mm-hmm. It's like first million's the hardest, but like first first hundred thousand is the hardest. First ten grand, bro. Like I remember ten grand felt like just like I'm a whole lot. I felt like looking at like three grand in my bank account. Like I remember that that hurricane song with little baby where you talk yeah. about three grand. I was just I love that song because I think about that and I'm like, bro, I remember when I was like 17 and I was like, look at the balance, like 300 or 3,400. I'm like, bro, how do I get money, dude? Like I, I was thinking I was like, gonna be poor. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm gonna be like homeless, dude. But it's like, okay, I got four years of college ahead of me, so mm-hmm. like whatever. But like. Bro, oh, fuck. I'm going through that that type of mindset right now, bro. Uh, so, honestly, for myself right now, one of the things that I'm trying my best to do is get in contact. with kind of like what you're saying. Try, I'm trying to get in contact with people of not just, like, influence, because I don't really care about people with, like, numbers. I you care have 30 about. grand? No. <laughs> you want to send me 30 grand? I got uh, you. No, I'm kidding. I have a crypto. Uh, I got <laughs> no, an I'm NFT kidding, coming. Hey. But uh, <laughs> that's where the real money is, bro. That's that's crazy, bro. But yeah, no, fucking. One of my plans for this, for like, the end of like six months and like six months mm-hmm. time, I'm trying to be in contact with people that are actually like doing crazy things in life. Yeah. Because of I was I was sitting back I was sitting back and really thinking about it because of I might be able to clutch up this one internship yeah. using my major, but I'm like. Do I even want to do that shit, bro? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even seem like something I would even want to do. So I'm in the process of seeing if I want to double down 
on like content creating and shit like that or if I actually want to like use this college degree to like quote unquote make something with myself yeah so yeah so I guess like the thing I see from that is like people make like when I talked about the, the dreams dying and make people making the choice and settling and stuff it's not all at once. There's not, like, one day when they wake up and they're like, all right, okay, like, whatever. You <laughs> I know, guess like, I'll just be a banker, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's little choices, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure in college of, like, you see everyone in internships. You see everyone, like, doing different things. And it's like, well, I guess I, you know, I'm already here for two, three years, like, getting this major. Like, is that what I just focus on and do that? Or, like, I like this other thing? Like, you should just go with the, I like this other thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's what I always think, and it's... It's, I don't know. It's, That's a whole, almost another conversation if we get into it in the college side. Um, but, yeah, I bro. don't know. It's, it's coming up to, to that decision because of I don't want to look back and be like, fuck, I, what if I just spent one more year actually doing this shit? Wait, question, question. Have you ever thought while you were working you weren't working hard enough or, like, what you're doing was just wasting Oh, I think, I think I'm not working hard enough all the time, dude. Oh, okay. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. No, I don't know. It's... <laughs> What brings that out then? That that like is this shame or what? What do you mean? That you're not working hard enough. Like what is it that feeling? Um I, I think there's probably some guilt of you're like, oh, I'm not working hard enough, or there's time when I'm I'm wasting some time or something mm-hmm. like during mm-hmm. the day. Especially like working from home. It's bro, it's so easy. You're just like you listen to some music because you're like hyping yourself up or you're like listening to something. And then it's like, oh, like the one hidden thing about Atlantis they don't want you to know. And you're like, you're like, you're like oh. Just and then you like shit. look and it's like, yo, bro, this is 45 minutes later. Like, what is going on? Bro, I you did know, that so. looking into Epstein. What? I did that looking into Epstein and, and his family. <laughs> yeah, bro. You know what? I'm, I'm going to just touch on it real quick. Fuck you. Do you know what Joe Rogan got out of for saying the N-word? What? Um, like, last week, uh, Joe Rogan said the N-word, like, Five. Yeah, I saw. Years. I saw like the the clip that yeah. someone posted. It was like just constant for yes. like two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those clips was five, ten years ago, right? Yeah. And this was the same week that uh, uh, Maxwell, uh, oh, the, just lying Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She Epstein's went, girl, the yeah. fixer. Yeah. I think this. She just got like she's like in prison now, and yeah. for the media not to be talking about it, it's yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> mm, but yeah <laughs> yeah bro that whole thing dude i when i entered this pandemic i i had some hope for adults i had like hope and, and faith in the world now i'm just like straight conspiracy theorists so oh, much yeah. that i'm like you believe the news <laughs> like you're the crazy one bro, you know what i'm saying like bro i've been writing news stories for the past like month or so so I've been studying on, I've been doing a ton of bullshit for a while. But, oh, so I've been reading news articles and letters and shit like that. And one thing I've noticed about news is they're giving me opinions. And that's the one thing I don't want from news. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, no, I've exactly. kind of lost a little bit of hope on Everything, news. dude. <laughs> I, always, I just, I remember my mom saying this. She said, like, just look at these headlines that all of them write. And I was like, okay, like, sitting there and I was thinking, you just see it's like, Trump said this, or it's like Biden's this. And it's like, it's like vaccine anti-maskers are like, and it's like, okay, like who, what frustrated individual wrote this, bro? Like, well, how is this, like, I, I want to know, like, has Putin actually invaded Ukraine yet? Or are people talking about how Trump's tied to Russia still? Like, I don't know. I don't know, but like, how bombs been dropped? Bro, bro, bro. I have like, I looked on, on, off. Uh, Channel 5 News, and they haven't talked about uh, the invasion yet. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Uh, we're about to go over there and get drafted. I just want to know ahead of time so I can start making, like, my preparation. If I did all these push-ups to go to war, you're sick. I did all these push-ups to be <laughs> naked. <laughs> what the fuck wrong with y'all? Oh, my God. Oh, and all I have are the memes. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude, I just, I, I just wonder. I got some friends over in Ukraine. And I just like wonder, like when they look like across into the internet, you know, into the web, they just see like just being memed. Like I just don't know if like okay, if like Russia was in Canada and wanted to like take like 
part of like New York or something like that. Like, would I be sitting there behind the screen like, look at that meme? <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. Jokes. I'd be frustrated. Dude. <laughs> you see everyone in France just clowning us or something. And you're like, uh, fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah. There's real shit going. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, yeah, bro. I'm so glad everything bad is just across the river. Oh. <laughs> so glad about that because what the fuck. Oh, my God. Imagine having to be worried because, like, just war might break out like that or an invasion. When was the last time America's been invaded? Yeah, probably, uh... The Japan, oh, ja- yeah. Japanese, yeah. right? Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> so, really. yeah. 42 or, yeah, 44 or whatever. Yeah. So we've been in peace for all this time, and we've took it for granted. And now we're worried about things like race, gender, things like that when there's actual people that are suffering. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like that that kind of statement that you just put out of like us, we're worried about the kind of the wrong things. And it Mm -hmm. seems like we're kind of getting soft. Like that's kind of the point you were making, right? Like Mm -hmm. pre-World War I um, and kind of post-World War I before World War II, a lot of people in Europe like thought that way. They're like, we haven't had like a war for like 20 years. Like people are getting soft, you know, they're chilling, roaring 20s, like, obviously, like, depression happened in the U.S., but, like, over there, they're chilling, doing Mm -hmm, whatever. mm -hmm. Um, And then they obviously had the World War, and so then, like, I don't know, that, like, hardens people and makes them realize, like, it's not all about, like, being misidentified or something. You know, like... The thing thing is, the thing is, I don't even... I feel like the things that we're worried about the news and people are making it more blown out than it really is. Mm -hmm. So it's making other people feel like I should be enraged over what is going on. Yeah. Because of if, if nothing is happening, something should be happening. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, bro. Like if I was in a village somewhere, 1755, right? Like there's a massacre in the village nearby, Mm -hmm. five miles away. Mm Mm-hmm freaking 10 miles away i wouldn't know about that until like tomorrow the next day maybe a week from now when i see someone in the local tavern or something <laughs> like literally bro like but now it's just like there was a car bombing in syria and then it's like everyone in france was attacked like it's like then there was a bomb in the uk and then it's like now someone's marching into india or something it's like what like i'm sorry like that that stuff's tough bro but like being over in the here here in the u.s like being in Billings, Montana, where I'm from, like, how does knowing that there was a car bombing in Syria where 90 children died, like, how does that affect my mental frame in my house? Mm -hmm. And how does that affect me personally in Billings, Montana? Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. at all. It just makes me feel worse Mm -hmm. about the whole world. Mm -hmm. And And so it's like, bro, like... The the thing is not... It's not for people to just be, like, a dick and just not care about anybody Mm -hmm. else, but just... You're putting all your me- you're spending too much mental dollars. That's just what I feel that that is going on. But uh, yeah, it's just all the mental energy. It's like think about if you just put that into like yourself, uh, it just became jacked or something instead bro. of just wasting it all on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's fun. I I enjoy Twitter. Twitter's funny. Twitter. Yeah, t- I get jokes. I, I just got a Twitter probably four or five months ago. Okay. Okay. I've never really been on Twitter before. How how is your time? How's your stay? I think it's so beautiful how how <laughs> how it just gets so like hyper niche and targeted. Like you like like one tweet from someone like forever wildin' and then suddenly you're in rap Twitter. And then you like like a picture of Pooh Shiesty, and then suddenly you get a picture of Chief Key from when he was nine. Like holding a Glock. It's like like this is kinda sick, dude. It's, like it's getting too it's sick. Yeah, you know? it's too focused. Um, but Oh, no, it's it's definitely interesting. I love seeing, like, all the things, and you like a tweet, and then you know it's a good account if, like, they're like, yeah, this is my ninth account, or, like, this is my tenth account. You're <laughs> like, you, you know whatever they're spitting. Like, I just put post notifications on for that. So I just see every tweet. I just see them. They're, out, they're just out of pocket. They're oh, great. I wonder, how do you think people are funny? Like, where do you what think do you that, mean? how do you think, where do you think that comes from? Where people are just, like, just, they just come up with funny stuff. Is it like, do you think they see the world in different ways and they're just able to just take the the truth out of the trauma of a lot of things or what? Yeah, I, th- I think that's part of it is taking the truth out of, out of things. But it's almost like when you look at like stereotypes, right? And mm-hmm. Not blatant stereotypes. I'm not talking like racial shit or like mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm just saying like 
if you make a comment about something and suddenly everyone in like your age group just like knows what you're mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. the comment, the, the, that common commonality, commonality, like being able to do that and then like point out like how corny it is, <laughs> like that that gets you very far in comedy. Like mm-hmm. that can get you doing some stand up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like I don't know. Being able to do that is is something that's really not that hard. You just need to be observant and mm. think of like. Why do you think people don't have it then? You know, I think some people don't like joking around, but like I just try not to stay and interact with those people, dude. Like, who doesn't want to joke around? Like, I'm either like totally serious or I'm just like I can't take anything serious. And the time I'm totally serious is probably like five percent, which is reserved for like funerals and like funerals and like work. mass world events. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. That's and then it. like other th- other than that, bro, like. I just rip jokes all all the time. <laughs> yeah. With the hundred million dollar deal, nah, I got jokes. Add some jokes. Yeah, you gotta Add some throw jokes, it in there. Yeah. Uh, I feel it. I feel it. Oh, uh, what's one of your favorite movies? Um, dang, dude, movies. I mean, I just feel like if I say like the Wolf of Wall Street, like that's so like played out right now. <laughs> so I feel like I watched that and like. Right when it came out, and suddenly, like, a, everyone absorbed that as their character in college in the last, like, year. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, is it OG there? I feel very, I feel very, like, attacked. But then I sound like, now I sound like some, like, Tumblr girl who got upset because her favorite artist, like, got famous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, that wasn't just, like this. Which was <laughs> literally, bro. Literally. So, that's, I try to, never mind, you know. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I do like that, I do like that movie. Um. As far as, like, recent ones, like, I do like some war movies. I like Dunkirk. I think, like, the cinematography is really good. Like, I, I really enjoy looking at videography and cinematography just because, like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, like, I'm not really good with the camera. I'm not really good at, like, sitting there and having patience and, like, editing and, like, color grading and that kind of stuff. Like, I know I don't have the patience for that, nor okay, do I want to do that. Of this shit. <laughs> yeah. this but I think it's cool. I'm like, dang, dude, someone was insane. And, like, that's why Avatar looks like that. You know? Like, like that's cool. That's like cool. a lucid trip on you. <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah, like, they're super creative and stuff. Like, I think maybe I'm just too cynical for that. Mm. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, but Wolf Wall Street's great. Um, <clears throat> there's one I watched recently called, uh, the 13th warrior. What's and that, that one's about like these like Viking guys. <clears throat> and there's a guy who gets kicked out of like the middle East. It's supposed to be like Saudi Arabia, but they just refer to it as Arabia. So that kind of puts, it's a nineties movie, right? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he's coming out of there and it's Antonio Banderas playing an Arab dude. So it's like, okay, you could not make that movie like today. Right. Antonio Banderas is a Spanish actor. Oh, okay. Okay. So like he's. Mexican and Spanish. It's okay, like, okay, okay. you couldn't really have a Mexican dude play an Arab dude now. Like, that's just be weird. You know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Besides that, if fucking, you look... Oh, fucking Tony Stark. Who is that? What is his name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. In, in the blackface? Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> suddenly, everyone's quiet about that. No one said anything about that. I don't know. Hey, don't ruin Iron Man for me. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so he goes... He gets kicked out of, you know, his homelands. And he goes up to, like, the Vikings because... He just gets banished up there, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to go check out, like, what's going on up there, right? And so these Vikings are being attacked by these people who they think are they're, like, animals or, like, these werewolves or, like, these bears. They're really just these kind of barbarian-looking people wearing, like, bear pelts and stuff. So they, they just don't know. Like, think think about if you got, like, attacked randomly by a person with a bear claw, you might be like, oh, that was a bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> mythical bear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're getting attacked, and then he sees, and he's kind of like a weak dude, but he sees um, that they say, hey, we need 12 warriors to go do X, Y, Z and kill these people, you know? Oh, okay. And he sees that all the Vikings, they're like, they stand up, they're proud, they're like, yeah, like, send me, I'm mm-hmm. going to go, I'll send me, I'll do it. it. They're like, yeah, and they're all like, yeah, you know, <laughs> alpha or whatever. And then, like, this one, like, lady who's probably tripping on something, but she's, like, the medicine woman. She's like, and there needs to be an Arab guy, and, like, points at him, basically. No you way, he's an there's an Arab, <laughs> where's the Arab? <laughs> yeah, so then he's like, oh, like, who, me? <laughs> like, you know? Could it be? And so then he gets sent out, and he's out with them, and he's, like, fighting with them, and kind of becomes, like, one of them, and they teach him how to be, like, more, like, masculine basically i just thought like that i thought it was like an interesting one because like they pretty much like almost all die except the arab dude and like two other dudes so like you're looking at you know nine of them dying all the his homies that he made and then him like in the end they 
killed all the bear people and then he goes away on a boat and then he's like journaling it's like dang i don't know i thought it was like a good movie i was like oh it's a pretty good movie so that's probably most recently of what i've watched i thought it was good <laughs> people think <laughs> bro i've been writing like scripts recently and um having to think about ideas that nobody's ever done before it makes me appreciate the great screenwriters like Spielberg and shit like that. Yeah. How to think about a new idea and to think about some wild shit like that. That storyline you just said, what the f- How did you... In the 90s? Like, yeah, right? What is going on? Yeah. So, yeah, just being able to like just make a fake world and try... Were you... Did you feel like you are a part of it? So, were you like so, actually... I don't know if it's like as as immersive in a world as like Harry Potter or like something like that, right? But like, I thought it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, Mm -hmm. this is. But at least it retained it retained your attention. It was the first time that I watched a movie in a long time where I wasn't like on my phone. Wow. So like that that puts in perspective. I mean, I was I just got my tonsils out like a couple days before, so I was like in a lot of pain, you know, and I was just kind of sitting there like medicated, like Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. chilling there, and I didn't really want to look at my phone. Um, But still, like I. Maintain something tension. Reta- I focused on it. Exactly. So I thought yeah. it, I thought it was pretty good. And if you can get past it, just being like kind of nineties corny and like mm-hmm. not having the best like clear picture, like whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just being able to make a story, I feel like you have to go deep within yourself to think of just weird ideas or take drugs. Drugs might help, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being able to just make a story like that is just cool as hell. But um, for me, movies that I've been really Recently, Tenet. I've been really into Tenet because of... <clears throat> it's such a mindfuck that to call it a mindfuck would not do it enough justice. I've watched it four times and I kind of know the, mm. the, the storyline. Mm. I think it's like a dude goes and then like saves the world somehow with like time travel, reverse magic... <laughs> I've not seen it. I, I, I like that. I like, like those like thriller movies and those like mindset, like Inception or like Shutter Island mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why I was just I was just super into it. And the main character is this black dude. And the thing is, he's not like the main character because he's a black dude. He's just like a character, <laughs> and that's just the the just the fact that he's black. Just matter of fact yeah it's not and, like they make it the focal point exactly uh, okay, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. that's why i feel like the movie's just tough as hell oh my god it's a beautiful movie as well the way it's like shot and stuff like that it's on netflix uh no you're gonna have to um it just came out like, i don't think it just came out like a year ago but i don't think it's on anywhere maybe hbo max hbo max be, be one two three movies <laughs> I didn't say it's HBO <laughs> if you want to sponsor me, but hey. <laughs> but yeah, that one, Inception. But I would say the number one spot for me is The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And I feel like it does such a good job of showing you what you don't want. But the crazy thing is everybody took the opposite from what the, the uh, director was trying to do. Yeah. And I feel like it just plays so much into people's greed. And that's why I just love it so much. I, th- I think it's a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I previously said it. I didn't want to sound like a, <laughs> sound like a little... A dickhead business <laughs> student. Yeah, yeah right? But, <laughs> exactly. But uh, I I think it's a really good movie. I, it's not like something I'd watch with like, my parents. You know, I'm not trying to have them <laughs> see 560 F-bombs and, like, a bunch of substance abuse and mm-hmm, sex. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. awkward sitting next to your parents that's on, right? <laughs> With just titties out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, dude, there's there's some good... We'll pull that back. I'm not going to say there's some good things. Uh, there's some there's some lessons in there. Okay. I mean, it's interesting. So, like, I, I spent the night at this one guy's house who ran Jordan Belfort's sales team at Stratton Oakmont. Oh, wow. So okay. I went down to Florida. It was kind of a long story. One of my clients up here, I met them down there. I drove over, drove into Miami, Fort Lauderdale from uh, another part of Florida. And dude still goes as hard as a movie. Maybe not the same as the cocaine, but still goes really hard. Like cigarette every 10 minutes type. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Crazy. New York guy, like New York accent. like. But he's 
He's really good sales guy. <laughs> you know, insane, right? So it's what is it that's so like unique and special um, about them? Yeah, that he's such a good salesperson. Because I feel like to be able to sell something, They're you good have to trick them. Right? Oh, okay. Like, so like, okay, you would be good at sales because you can tell stories. Just, right? just, you can just, talk to people, but he was just like a really good storyteller, and you could just tell like when he told something, he was like reliving it in his mind, like almost you know, like see those like. Vietnam memes or like the choppers, you know, but it was like that, bro. But it was like drugs and the, hookers, the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So like that was really good. And then, of course, like he was just like a sharp talker. Like he was just slick with how he spoke. Mm. You know, New York, you know, <laughs> like it's you just like New York kind of like hustle. Wants, like, yeah, if someone wants so, to listen to you, you better say something. Yeah. So he he was good from that aspect. But I remember he he was very nice. We had like a, a cookout. Uh, he made some really good food, and then I just like slept on his couch, um, and I like left the next morning. And he was just like walking his dog around the neighborhood. Crazy dude. I don't I don't even know. It's kind of a long story, but it's just like. Did he feel weird when you're like around him? It was weird because like, I knew like who he was. He didn't know that I knew that he, like, ran the sales team and stuff. Oh, but, like, okay. It was right when that movie was getting big, so it was like, bro, like, this dude, like, is one degree of separation from Jordan Belfort. And he was, like, working on a project with them, too. And so I was like, bro, like... Did you try to get in? <laughs> yeah, bro, of course, bro. Like, I wanted to be around it somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, business, things didn't work out and stuff like that, but, like, um, I just remember thinking, I was like, that's so cool. And this is a story that I'm going to have for a while that I slept over at that guy's <laughs> house and just chilled on the couch. And we just had, like, a cookout. And it was, like, just had some White Claws and, like, some That's burgers. Hilarious. And he was just, like, <laughs> chilling, you know? So, I don't know. It was pretty cool. And he had a uh, big part of sa- his sales team there. They, they're not uh, Strattonites, but people who are very much like them. Oh, so, it was, it was interesting. I feel that. That's cool. That's cool as fuck. That's cool as fuck. See, just meeting random people like that. It's just yeah. That's just See, that's why I do this. It's just... Oh. That's something that I couldn't plan, right? It's not like I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to meet this dude and then I'm going to go have a cookout with him and, <laughs> and, and, like, see him walk his dog and then, like, hang out and share some brews and then, like, sleep on his couch. <laughs> like, like, I can't plan that. that exactly. Just happens, You're right? just so. at the right place at the right time. Exactly. Wait, why do you think people love that movie so much? I think it's... I think it's because he, he just gets what he wants, and he's not controlled by societal limitations. Okay. So, like, he's just, like, an untrained animal, bro. <laughs> like, and you feel like people want, well, people especially want men. Men want that, men. especially. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like he lived the life of, like, I feel like what, if you ask teenage and college guys, what they would want to, maybe not the, the extreme drug use, maybe some of them, yes. But, like, that guy, he got around a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he had a lot of money. And he was, you know, like, in the movie, they're like, oh, it really pissed me off that, you know, I only made $56 million this year or whatever. You know, $48 because I was uh, a couple of million shy of making a million a week, right? So it's like, I don't know. Like, he was just doing whatever he wanted, and he just came from the bottom and rised up. That's why people like it, I think. <sighs> The bravado of that, oh, you, just like you were saying, what when, when you were talking about how it like it it taps in to the childhood wants that you just mm-hmm. you want to grab it, but you don't know if you'll ever actually get a chance to do mm-hmm. some crazy stuff that would like live on forever, and I feel like that right there is a dangerous thing mm-hmm. because of being able to sell that image. I feel like that's where a lot of people like lose themselves mm-hmm. trying to grab on to something that's and it's not unattainable because if you want something fuck it go crazy mm-hmm. go do that thing but once you do grab it do you want that do you yeah. think that's a thing that people really would want yeah it's it's different i think the the strange thing is i think personally the only thing that really bothered me about that movie mm-hmm. the tax evasion I don't care. Like, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mr. IRS man listening, but, like, cool. Like, don't pay taxes. Like, have you seen the state of the roads? Like, <laughs> it's either, like, they're mismanaging the money or no one's paying taxes. Bro, one of the like, things I always tell people, once the government touches something, they do a bad job. 100%, bro. 100%. With drugs, with liquor. But You know how many people had those D.A.R.E. shirts back in the day? Yeah, bro. Now look at the state just, of any house party. Just, uh, um, but the thing that bothered me about that movie is, like, his first wife he married when he was, like, poor, right? 
and then he just he oh. got sh- caught cheating. Like that kind of bothered me. Like don't get me wrong, Margot Robbie in that movie, phew, wow. Yeah, her whole her whole, <laughs> her whole character, the the voice, like ev- amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't really like seeing the the extramarital affair type thing. It's just kind of like, bro, like divorce her first, bro, you know, like or why? at least tell her. Yeah, like be open about it. It's just like I don't know. It's just like. Once you're trying to, like, hide things like that, like, that's just a slippery slope. And mm-hmm. also, you're, like, married to her. You know, like, I get it. I get it if it's a, you know, a fling or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You like, know, I'm, college love. Yeah, something like that. But, like, I don't know. I was, like, I always just remember seeing that scene. I was, like, dang, dude. Mm. That's, that's the only part where I'm, like, dang, Jordan. See, you're look- kind of a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> the other parts, like, like, I saw the other parts. I was, like, whatever. Ah, duh. Cocaine on titties. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah. Uh, I think that's gonna be one of the last things that we, we talk about. But um, one thing about religion, especially Christianity, that I'll always hold to my hold to my heart is: once you get married, you're supposed to get married and respect that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but once you don't respect that, I feel like you're just setting yourself up for failure in life. Yeah, dude. Like if you're supposed to have that bond, you know, like now. Like, how can anyone ever trust you to make, like, a promise or something like that? <laughs> you like, lied to God! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Literally, bro. Like, I don't know. I mean, marriage is, like, a whole, dude. I don't know. That kind of... You don't want to get married? Oh, like, I want to get married, but, like, it kind of bothers me how, like, <laughs> the government's involved. It's, like, a state contract. I think as a dude, like, you just take an L. Mm. Like, Speak on With it. divorces, bro. Like, divorce going crazy, and then, like... For example, if you build yourself and you build businesses and stuff, and you you're worth ten million dollars, you get hitched to hitched to a woman that you love, and then it changes, and then love ends, and then suddenly she has f- half your estate. Like I'm just like, whoa! But what did she do to do mm. get make that estate? Mm-hmm, she wasn't mm-hmm. with you when you were grinding. She wasn't with you in the past. Like she doesn't. How is she entitled to any of that? Okay, okay. <clears throat> She's are, not. I don't think so. Are you saying in the fact, like, um, <coughs> let's say she met you before you got all these things, Does is then, is she a title? I mean, there would be probably a case in court, like, where they could argue that, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a smart choice. I don't think it's a f- smart physical choice to get married before you think you're on a path or you're financially, like, set. It depends. Like, if you want to get married young, and you just want to go, you know, make 110 grand a year, just working some middle job and then work your way up. Cool, like, that's cool. But if you want to do something, like, more influencer-based or independent contractor or, like, business owner-based, like, that stuff can go, like, so exponentially high that, like, it's, like, I don't think it's smart to get mm-hmm. married before you're at a trajectory or, like, on your way because the options you have at a higher net worth are very different. options you have when you're nobody and that's that's another discussion of like i know we had talked about before um before camera you texted a little bit of like advice right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you text about like advice is like as younger dudes like almost everything they tell you about women i feel is like wrong okay 100 percent, bro like i just feel like also like growing up like as a dude like you have just zero value Mm -hmm. like when you're, like, born, like, cool, you're a child. You've got value until you're, like, 18. Once you're yeah. ugly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> once you're not Literally, a beautiful so like, child, Once bro. you're just, a, like, a dude, mm-hmm. like, for all 13. of humanity. <laughs> yeah, all of humanity, like, dudes have just, like, died in a mine. Or, like, died, like, died at war. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. that's the thing where it's, like, you don't have an inherent value, and you need to just go build some inherent value for yourself. Mm-hmm. That. I'm not someone to judge on what that looks like for you and what your happiness and your value build is. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just have to go, like, do something with your life. Or else you're going to be real confused when you're like, well, why doesn't this girl like me? I've been nice to her. Like, Disney's told me to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, bro, she doesn't like you because, you know, there's nothing you're fat and to, depressed. There's <laughs> nothing to you, bro. Yeah, there's nothing to you. Like, mm-hmm. you can be, it's something I realized, like, you can be super well off. But if you're just, like, super square and, like, you have zero personality. They're like, bro, like that girl's not gonna be around you, and who would want to be around exactly. you? Exactly. Do you think that's you actually just, a relationship? You just suck the energy out of everywhere you go because you're just boring. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like I think if people learned faster, dudes, 
man, especially just learn faster that you got to do something with your life and you got to build yourself, we'd be in, like, a better situation. Mm-hmm. Cause, like, Wait, why do you think people, like, turn to, like, the quote-unquote fresh and fit route? I fucking hate those dudes. Oh, my God. Really? I you hate, hate them? so much, bro. I say anytime I bring their, their people up... Oh, my God. I feel like they're genuinely, they're doing a disservice to men everywhere with the type of stuff that they're talking about because of they're looking at as they're looking at women as prizes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is objectively wrong because of you're removing the human aspect of them. Mm. So if you think that the only thing that they bring to the table is them looking good and having sex and yada, yada, yada. So you can't have friends? That's, that's, it's kind of weird. It's just weird to me. Oh, just gives a lot of insult energy, but you just happen to make the bag, bro. Yeah, know. it's like almost so, so like red pill that it inverts into insult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. just what it is, no, I get it. You know, honestly, like I, I don't really watch most, much of their podcasts. I watch some of their episodes, probably with some of their most outrageous guests, like Andrew Tate. Love that guy. Yeah, I love that guy, bro. Like, love his whole group. The part like, I feel like they're just lying to me because I'm looking at Andrew Tate and then looking at the co-host. I'm like, y'all are not the same. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Oh. I mean, I guess if I was 6'4", four, four-time world kickboxing <laughs> champion, my life would be a little different, right? But like, I don't know. I think... I think it's it's a good, like, marketing tactic, and I think they're very outrageous. Mm-hmm. But it's a good thing to just, like, give men a little kick to, mm-hmm. like, go do something. And I think the reason you have so many of these, like, almost, like, militant, like, feminists, because there's not really any, like, strong men left, you know? It's just, like, all these, like, super weak beta dudes who just, like, bend over backwards for, like, anything for a girl. And once you do that, like, girls don't respect you. They really only want to, like, be with you if they respect you. Mm. And, like, if a girl just thinks you're too soft, like, good luck. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't respect you, and mm-hmm. she'll be looking other uh, other ways for any desires. And so it's, like, there's just so many, like, weak dudes who just allow themselves to be super controlled and, like, yes, mommy. <laughs> like, that, like, I don't know, it's turned these girls into, like, this almost, like, super masculine version okay. of, of women. But the best that a masculine woman will ever be is just a really crappy version of a dude. What do you, what do you mean? So, for example, right? Oh, if, oops. Um, if you say anything like wild that you feel like would hurt your brand, I'll cut it out. Oh, word. Oh, I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> we may need to review this, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for example, like, if you look at... Um, in, in past, you see, like, men have a, a bunch of uh, partners, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe they're involved in, you know, a, an industry where they're they're shot on camera, like, doing things, right? With with women now and in the, in the rise of the, the OF site, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they believe that it's extremely pa- empowering, right? Okay. To, to be able to do this, make a bunch of money from, from their nude photos and these types of things. And it's it almost like hurts them in the sense of like them being able to have a bunch of partners and them being able to um, show that they're making all this money from being very sexually and promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it hurts them in the end because what dude is going to want to um, get in a loving long term relationship with a girl who has prostituted herself online? See, I feel like. At that point, I feel like it's more of, like, the man's fault. It's, like, a kind of, like, a pride thing. Mm. Like, for example, uh, do you know how when Riley Reed when I got married? And it was like, oh, you're marrying her? <laughs> <laughs> how could you compete? Yada, yada, yeah. yada. And all the comments, it's, like, all the, all the things that they're saying behind it, it just sounded like, well, you're never going to make her come because she's kind of... A hundred times by all these yada, 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 yada. So that's what it, it's, it seems like they're not like, they feel like they're not good enough because they feel like there was all these people that went before that was, that was more than them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as men, they're just like, there's a natural need to compare, compare themselves mm-hmm. to another person because they're trying to like become the best out of everybody they see. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's just the dangerous aspect of it because of if you put 
for example, woman in that um, niche, mm-hmm. it's it's not overvalues, but it um it puts them in a in a cage, as in their their whole point, kind of like in nineteen twenties, their whole all they should be is just a trophy that I have besides me. Mm-hmm. I I can see that. I can see that perspective of like it puts them in the cage of. The only thing valuable is their virginity or, mm-hmm. or lack of sexual um, experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I think I think it's almost like that that paradox of like where dudes want someone who's extremely, you know, chaste and and not super sexually active, and mm-hmm. they also want someone who's just like a freak. Mm-hmm. But that those two things don't the exist. The version. Yeah, those those don't exist like together, yeah, right? Like you can't have this like church girl who's like you know crazy. I mean, okay, there's always all those jokes, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Those things like that, and I'm sure there are overlaps, right? Um, but I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't really know with it. It's just kind of. I don't think with with the whole OF thing. I don't think the women win in the end. Oh no, because I... because you just won't like because. You're just an object at that point. You've objectified yourself and you've gotten paid. But you made a price, you made a swap, and you have to deal with those things. Like, I know girls personally who are on there. Like, they have to deal with things in the real world around that, right? Like, dudes trying to find where they stay at. Dudes trying to find, like, there's a lot of creepy dudes out there who mm. are weak men who will pay four ninety nine a month and they'll send much more than that just because they're so freaky, mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. disturbed. Um, so those girls don't win because... It's up online. It's on the internet forever, and they're they're stuck. And there's always going to be some creepy dirtbag out there for the rest of their life who wants what they have. And it's just like you're, wa- you're walking, looking over your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. even if you're famous, especially if you're famous. Mostly if you're famous. But um, speaking on that point, I feel like um, OnlyFans is dangerous because it makes the average person a porn star, and when and okay, and the problem that I find with that is I feel like people don't they naturally don't respect people that their their value that they bring to society is the fact they're attractive. Mm-hmm. Majority of people don't really respect that because of it's like so you're telling me if you were ugly you'd actually just be a useless human. That's just the that's like the energy that it gives. But yeah. <laughs> I've never looked at it that way. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you weren't like this, you would just have zero value. You'd be a floater. Just, like. <laughs> <laughs> just doing nothing for the economy. But uh, it's it's about that time yep. where I asked, I asked my guest, wish I had a sensei. And this is where they go and they act. They go and give advice to a younger version of themselves or an older version of themselves or even them now. Oh, that wow. they wish someone will tell them. And now here's your chance. Take it away. Oh, I wish I had a sensei. Um, well, I mean, this kind of second half of the podcast has been kind of around, I guess, that advice, right? Some, some truths, I guess, I tried to, tried to spread. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> become, begin working on yourself sooner, I would say. You know, like, begin working on, you know, your body. Begin working on your your money-getting skills, begin working on your <laughs> communication skills sooner. Um, do not listen to people who who tell you to slow down, to people who tell you to, you know, oh, you're young, take it easy. Oh, you know, you're young, you, you have, have time. time. <laughs> yeah, like that, right? Those are people who never got to the point you're trying to get to. They don't mm-hmm. understand your vision. They don't understand your goals. And they probably settled. That's mm-hmm. why they're telling you that. Or, you know, they're probably a close family member who means that out of love and they're, they're just saying something that some mom would say anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is, right? Um, and so don't listen to those types of people. Listen to people who have things, experiences that you want in your life. So don't ask someone who hasn't made money before how to the best way to make money. Go ask someone who has money. Don't ask a guy about having a faithful wife who isn't, you know, faithful, faithful to his wife. wife. <laughs> like, it's like, it's simple math, but people make it complicated, right? Mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. like, I think that the, one of the big hacks is we talked about in the beginning is just, like, ask older people, especially your college kid, bro, like, so many alumni who are just, like, 
working their financial advisor's jobs that, like, just wish someone would, like, be like, hi, I'm from St. Thomas. I want to learn from you. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're, like, they're, like <laughs> ego hit. They're just like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm alpha. It's, like, <laughs> sick, bro. But, like, still, like, you know, take advantage of that. Have conversations. Build a relationship with that person, right? So, like, I think that's those, – those are a couple little nuggets. Um, and the biggest thing, like, it sounds so, like, corny, bro, and I, I – <laughs> like it's so like be confident like, yeah. it is bro like you just gotta be confident in yourself because i realize that the more the more confident like i am the more confident like you act as if and mm-hmm. those types of things like the better life gets the more things that come your way in all sectors of life just being actually confident mm-hmm. um it just improves everything and it, people don't want you to be confident they want you to kind of be in a manageable box mm-hmm. you know that's fair oh i always tell people become a god amongst men yeah, you're a king and a god oh, <laughs> yes kind of easy but all right y'all we've released uh if you got this far appreciate y'all leave a like subscribe if you're a small business owner hit him up if you're a bigger business owner that wants to give me a sponsorship hit me up um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's Shame it man. <laughs>